What's up, everybody? This is Resident Daryl from the Loot Bros Podcast, and I want to invite you to our very special 12-hour gaming stream we are hosting to raise money for the March of Dimes. The event will be held April 18th from noon to midnight Eastern Time at twitch.tv slash the Loot Bros Podcast. We would love for all of the support you can give. Even if you can't donate, please join us as we'll be playing video games for 12 hours, completing various dares and challenges, and recording the Loot Bros Podcast live on the stream. We look forward to seeing you there, and again, that is April 18th from noon to midnight Eastern Time, twitch.tv slash the Loot Bros Podcast. Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The loud frequency coming from your radio is not a mistake. Do not turn off your radio, but instead turn up your radio as loud as it can go. Do this so we can broadcast this frequency as loud as possible. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome to another episode of GameStop. I'm your gaming gal, Kalai, and with me today is Roberto. What's up, Roberto? It's about uh, day 10 of the quarantine, and life is pretty good. We also have Joe on the line. What's up, Joe? Hey, guys. What's up? And we have a special guest with us. Corey is in the house. If you've listened to our older shows, you've probably heard him. Well, he's back from Canada. Well, I'm still in Canada, but I mean, I'm back on the show. Having a nice little episode. I mean, while I'm quarantined myself, might as well be on the show. For those of you that are new to our podcast, we are a conversational podcast for gamers, by gamers, about gaming. This week's topic is we're going to have a nice discussion on how GameStop is apparently an essential retailer. But before we get started with that, Let's go over and hop into our backlog beatdown. Let's see. I have JT with 56, CJ with 33, Daryl with 27, Joseph Priestley with 21, James McCall with 14, Tricky with 13, who has stalled a little bit. I'm surprised. Homer gets stuffed with 12, Gareth with 10, me with 6. I got to get back on that. Andrew Middlemoss with 5. Levi Thomas with three, T-Bird at three, Derek at one, Jim with one, Joe with one point? Nope, I'm sorry. That ain't me. No, no, no. You have, you have 22 points. I spelled your name wrong, so you have an, an extra oh, line. that I means have Joe, to you got 23 points. I'm sorry. No, uh, I bought Animal Crossing, so the minus one. Just add that to Yeah, the, he's got the, 22 you know, points. The, the one that's sitting at the back, and then... <laughs> Corey, you have like one, but apparently you have minus ten, and you just haven't been. Oh yeah, no, no, I like went on a. They had that sale on the PlayStation right after I decided to join, and I I must have bought ten, fifteen games, and then I'm just like, you know what? I I like the idea of the backlog and and beating stuff, which I don't buy enough new games to use the backlog. So, I mean, at this point, I'm just playing a lot of my backlog games, especially with the quarantine, but. I mean, Division Two, four dollars. I mean, I can't, I can't not buy that. Wow, four dollars. 
Yeah, I bought I it know. too. That's and then to know like how like people pre-ordered that game for like a hundred bucks. Holy, and it's been over just a year. Wow, wow. Yeah, yeah and I beat it within three days. That's, That's modern gaming for you nowadays. Yeah, I, I got it for twenty bucks, I think. But oh my god, I didn't touch. Yeah, it. I bought like oh <laughs> such good games, dude. You should jump in with us, Roberto. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, that's a whole nother subject for another day, but just, I'm starting to, this, this quarantine thing has really enhanced the backlog beatdown in tremendous ways. I mean, I would, like, I've actually been playing PlayStation 3 the last couple days, and I've got to say, it's chicken noodle soup for the soul. I mean, it's a good console, it's got some good games on it. I mean, I, I, I've mostly experienced it through PlayStation now, but I had friends who had PS3s in the past. Yeah. Um, Anyways, uh, so Kalai, uh, let's uh, move on to what we've been playing. Wait, hold on oh, a second. We're not second. with the backlog beatdown? Oh, okay. No, I need, to make a, I, need to take a, I need to make a comment about Mr. Tricky Mick not getting any points. Oh. Probably because probably he's a pirate now, <laughs> and he only has one eye. So that's, that's probably why he only has 13 points. And if if the only game you play is the division, you can't really gain points either. So wait, Tricky's eye still bad? I I guess I don't know. Yeah, we're just making fun of. Oh, him. okay. I was gonna say. I, 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 just, just no, I think it's I think it's better now. I think he has both eyes back. Okay, because I got like concerned there because I last I heard from him, he he had become like a pirate. So no, yeah, he's it, I'm sure he's yeah. fine. He probably working like crazy in this whole thing. Yeah, shout out to Tricky for being a frontline yeah. worker. New York Public Works. And, yeah, thank you for your service. Just, just watch, just watch your eye. Cause... Yeah, wash your hands. Okay, like all the time. Um, yeah, hand sanitizer, that thing. You know, like get those little. Uh, I got a little thing of eucalyptus mint. Okay, <laughs> eucalyptus mint. That's the shit. You want to have eucalyptus mint Perel in your pocket at all times. How about how about you just have hand soap because it it actually breaks make, the coronavirus. Well, make sure down. that's eucalyptus mint too because yeah, eucalyptus mint is the shit. But anyways, <laughs> okay, Kalai, keep going. Uh, Simon has one, Daniel Jones has zero, Veronica minus one, Zachary minus one, and Roberto minus three. Well, hopefully if I can... So. <laughs> get... Minus 300, maybe. Three. I, I have that's, to, I have a big... That's some BS. I, that's some BS. I'm gonna have to update in a chunk, because I've been slipping on that. I've been slipping... <laughs> Join the negative, negative, the negative, negative ten club. They can have their own. Yeah, they, I mean, like, I, they can have, <laughs> it, it was funny because I just discovered there was a game on the PS3 called Green Lantern: Rise of the Manhunters, based off the 2011 movie, which was actually game. a game that was actually better than the 2011 movie. And for some reason, I didn't platinum it in 2011, and I got only a few trophies left, so I got to platinum that thing. So that's gonna be weird. I got Saints Row the Third, which I don't know how I'm gonna platinum, but because there's so much stuff you have to do in that, but. I would just stop playing Saints Row Third and just buy it on the Switch. No, because that that's the copy I got in 2011 while I was in school, and there's no point to buying it on the Switch other than that you can take it on the go. So, um, yeah, and he's not really going anywhere. Yeah. right now. So <laughs> I'm going. From, that... I'm going from the toilet to my couch, so <laughs> I can't take my PS4 with me. Uh, yeah. Actually, <laughs> unless wait, I take my whoa, laptop, whoa. my controller. Uh, you have a Revita. You can remote play, and you can definitely take your. I have a laptop I can remote yeah, play. I was yeah. just making a joke. Yeah. So anyways, um, let's move on to what we've been playing. And I always start, I always kick off of that. So this is a good segue. Ladies and gentlemen, do you remember a video game called Killzone? Yeah, great game. Never played it. Oh, why? 
Yeah, this is a... we play, were you playing Probably, the first one on terrible. PS3? Yes, so in 2012, they released an HD version of the original base game. Um, it does have multiplayer, but, like, there's no online server, so, like, bots, but that's fine. And, uh, yeah, this is the original Killzone from the PlayStation 2 era, released in 2004. And I came to the realization I never finished the game on the PlayStation 3. I finished it on PS2. And the trophies what? are pretty extensive, you know. The, you have to play through the campaign oh. with each character, and uh, I mean, it's just beat it on hard too. Like that's and the game's not that hard on hard, honestly. Yeah. So for those that don't know, Killzone is the 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 really big game that had Guerrilla Games on the map. Guerrilla Games have worked on a bunch of stuff, including Nom sixty seven, which is a Vietnam third person shooter, and then this is the game that got them on the map. Uh, this came out in two thousand four which was the same year that Halo came out, well, Halo 2. And, of course, early fanboyism at the time, like G from G4TV to GameFAQs.com, were all about, like, this being a Halo killer, because that was the big coin phrase, Halo killer. And this game is no Halo killer, but it's certainly a great FPS that tries to bring a realistic dimension to what is essentially World War II of the future in space. So... Uh, very interesting characters. I love like the gritty, you know, film grain type of dimension to it. The weapons are a lot of fun. The UI and the little artistic differences are great. The uh, the connotations to World War II are really cool. And like I said, it's a fun game. It's aged. It's aged a bit rough, you know. Like I've killed enemies and they get stuck in ceilings and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's not bad. I mean, I I mean, I was just reminiscing on, uh, you know, where I was in '04. The Circuit City was a thing. If you can remember Circuit City, and um, they have those in Canada, Corey. <laughs> Do they have Circuit City in Canada? I don't think we even have Circuit Cities no, in Jersey in, in in America. No, they have. They have what's called a Radio Shack, which is the closest thing to what you get is yeah, the Canadian version Shack, of <laughs> Circuit. City. Yeah, that's going too. No, I know we had Radio Shack, and then when Radio Shack got bought out by Circuit City, when everything went bankrupt, <laughs> they got. They're now called yeah, the source. It was kind of, so it was kind of like reminiscing on, on a really interesting time frame there, you know, like right before the 360 came out and stuff. And I can go on, but yeah, good stuff. Uh, next game I played was, uh, I mentioned earlier, Saints Row the Third. I've been on and off on that game for a while, and um, it's still just as hilarious and excellent as it always has been. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's really, where this, that's really where the series takes off, honestly, is Saints Row 3, like, First two games are okay, but I think once you get to that third game, it really opens up to be like a more equivalent game that can stack up like against the Grand Theft Auto. My, in my opinion, I think they just, I think the third one just realized where it fits on that scale. Like the first one and second one, like the first one especially tried to be a Grand Theft Auto clone. The second one understood that they were a little bit, you know, they could be that goofier, like <laughs> it's fucking ugly cousin. And then the third one, they realized, you know what, fuck it, let's just be like the B-movie version of the B-movie made in a basement, fun, hilarious, fart jokes and penises and giant purple dildo swords, and like, let's just turn it up to 10, and that's going to be our Grand Theft Auto. I think that's what they... And, and back to... I, I just wanted to make a quick comment on Killzone that I don't think people realize is Killzone was one of one of the very first big shooters to actually have multiple storylines as well. You can actually play the game through the entire game with three different characters, and every character's mission is a different mission. 
and it actually makes a huge difference. It actually changes the entire target. Yeah, that's what the trophies cool. in that one kind of task you're doing. So. You got to play through the campaign as Luger and the campaign as a uh, as Hacka and all that. And uh, I admit that I've never tried those before. So um, right now I'm playing as Templar, and then I got to replay that. But then as for Saints Row, what I think is that it's not just the 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 crude. Like I know that the the humor, yes, is crude. But I think that the problem, the, the, well, not the problem, but the, the benefit that it has is that it does so in a very um, tight manner, in a, in a manner that makes sense, in a manner that where it's just the humor works. Like, because you can go ahead and have like a lot of crassness and sexual humor in a video game, but if it's just there for gross humor or just doesn't work, then it won't work. You, like, in this case, it does so in a manner that is like with the narrative, with the, 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 the silly, the genuine silliness of the game, the, outrageousness of the game but also like within the context of the narrative like i as a matter of fact i um was with zemo which is the autotune guy and we had to step into a like a, a like a club and my character was nude for some reason and i had to just shoot everybody so it made sense within the context of zemo and the fact that he's a pimp and the fact that uh you know these this club was completely bonkers um so i found myself laughing quite a lot because of just you know you're you're shooting you're in the middle of a gunfight, and there's like enemies left to right, and this guy just has auto two, and he's like, "Yeah, bitches, gonna get to my bitches tonight," and then like the auto tune. I'm just like, "This is so crazy." Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, I I, I kind of want to just play that game now, just because it was fun, and you know, I have a lot of good memories. Uh, next one. Um, this will be the last one, just for the sake of time. I am closing. Um. I'll mention a few others. I played Me uh, Doom 64 this morning, which was a lot of fun. Um, nice. Yeah. Nice. Great game. Yeah. Uh, Still feels great. Okay. And I must say, I really hope we get into the trend of just bringing more N64 games everywhere. Like, we're going to get Star Wars Pod Racer at the end of this year, and I'm very, very happy, but uh, I'll save that for another time. Um, I hope we get Rogue Squadron. Holy crap, I hope we get Rogue Squadron. Um, yeah, so do I. Yeah, so... There's uh there's that and um I've been trying to mop up Spider-Man PS4. Um Yeah, so I got oh to God, the third game. act where um spoiler alert here if you want to pl pl plug your ears. Um Manhattan it actually becomes a little bit kind of too close to home. It becomes kind of what we're at right now. Everyone's in quarantine, there's a virus going around. Uh so I'm like, "Okay, you know, I chose yeah. a really great time to play this because this is a little too close to home, but <laughs> uh yeah i don't know why i slept on the game for so long and why i was on and off about it because yeah it is i mean now like i can see some of the flaws like some of the crimes get more repetitive and uh you know you kind of wish you were doing more than just like stopping the same car chase sequence like repeatedly but at the same time um everything about it is just so genuinely well done the story is so genuinely well done the cutscenes, the graphics the combat it just it continuously impresses me repeatedly over and over again and it's just um there's so much potential where this goes i mean now like i'm kind of like nervous because i don't want the game to end i still have the big dlc packs to do so it's not going to like end end but it's like this has been such a great time and i just kind of i just really can't wait to see what insomniac does with the franchise if they decide to make a sequel off of this so um that's about it i mean i played a bunch of other stuff but i'm gonna leave it at that so um joe what have you been playing uh Wait, actually instead of joe let's go to our guest Corey. i'm fine with that yeah Corey, okay. you go first Corey, go yeah Corey. go Corey. what have you what have you been playing because we haven't really heard uh, talk okay so well because i'm 
Yeah, so for me, like, um, for people that don't know, like, I mean, I've been stuck up in uh, the good old none of it, one of the uh, territories in Canada. Uh, I am closer to Antarctica than I am to uh, the, the U.S. border. Um, basically, uh, the coldest I had to deal with would be negative 72 degrees Celsius. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. <laughs> what a coincidence, stupid. neither do we. Um, but basically... Be- yeah um the the big thing is 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 basically because i'm up there uh the download speed i get um is uh 256 kilobytes um for those who don't know what a kilobyte is and weren't born in the last 10 years a kilobyte is uh something where you need 100 of those to make a megabyte so uh i'm a quarter of a megabyte of download speed so uh gaming online or having any type of game that requires an online service doesn't happen uh, so basically for me lately, I've been playing a lot of single player games or games that I can play on the go. So, I mean, uh, some of my games that I played a lot is when I do come home, I try to play with Joe and, uh, uh, my buddy Brandon. So when I play with them, like we were playing division two borderlands three, um, actually this afternoon I was playing Mario Kart eight on my switch that I finally picked up. Um, finally, after so long, I picked up a switch. And, uh, you know, played a lot of Mario Kart 8, Super Smash Brothers. Um, recently, the big game I'm trying to, uh, with Doom Internal being so big right now, I've actually gone back to trying to beat Doom 2016. So, On what difficulty? I mean, uh, hurt me plenty. The Pretty n- good. The normal difficulty. <laughs> Not the super crazy, like, you know, hurt me a lot and, you know, make me your bitch. Then um, I mean, I really enjoy it. It's a fun little game to play. Um, I'm also, uh, I've got, uh, some Resident Evil 2, uh, HD to beat that as well. I mean, pretty much I'm just going through my backlog. Um, during this quarantine time, I'm also looking did at you trying li- to did beat Did you the like Witcher Resident Evil, uh, 2 remake? Um, I, I, I didn't enjoy it due to the increase in ridiculousness of Mr. X. I haven't even got that far. So for me personally, like, I never played a lot of the original Resident Evil games. So for me, it's not the idea of, like, the closest I got to classics. Like, one of the very first Resident Evil games that I actually played all the way through was actually 4 on the PS2. So I actually haven't played 1, 2, or 3. So for me, when I play them now, it's actually just, re like, I never played the originals, so I don't really have anything to compare to. So it's kind of nice that way. But, um, yeah, just playing a little bit of everything. Um, I'm hoping to finish a lot of my backlog due to the idea that I'm uh, not using my own PS4 because my PS4 HDMI port broke. So I'm using uh, Kathy's PS4. So currently, um, I only have 500 gigs of space, and uh, I can't download the 4 terabytes of games that I had on my own PS4. So I'm picking and choosing what I can, completing what I can, deleting it, and downloading something else. But that's pretty much it. And I mean, I just play whatever I can when I can, especially, like I say, a lot of single player games. So. Oh, yeah. So we can't play the division now, can we? Because you can't play I'm going to have to try to figure out something to lead a third of the console to, to download just division. Uh, being Why don't so you big. just get an external hard drive? They're cheap. I, 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 I have one. It's just with my PlayStation in in Alberta, which is, you know. Ten thousand kilometers away. Oh wait, you didn't. Even, you, you didn't even bring it home. No, with you I, your left, I left. I left my PlayStation at my uh, with my parents while I was visiting them in Alberta. Um, some of my time off, 
um, because I was like, well, it's broken. I don't need this. I'll just leave it with them. They're going to come back home in two weeks. And uh, lo and behold, uh, because of everything going on, they're going to stay there and not come back, which uh, means uh, it's there. So I just have my games and uh, that's it. So uh, yeah, I'll make it work. We'll figure it out. I got willpower and determination. And Joe, what have you been playing this well, week? Well, I mean, seeing how I finally got to start working from home, I've been playing a lot. Let's start off with the big game. Um, I'm actually playing Animal Crossing New Horizon on the Switch. I picked it up on last Friday. Um, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's Animal Crossing. There's not much new to it. I mean, there's a few little quality of life changes here and there. I actually like how in the beginning of the game, you can craft your items now, like kind of like Minecraft and they break so it's kind of like zelda where like your items break after a while if they don't have permanent um like shovels or slingshots or um what was it um axes and other stuff like that you have to actually craft them so like it makes it makes more of like the grind of animal crossing worth it to me because you have to you have to continually keep your uh, like you have to continually keep getting objects or and items from the trees and everything because you need things to build things. So it's not like the old Animal Crossing games where, like, you, once you get an axe, you have an axe for the rest of the game, and then you don't need to get another axe. Like, the cool thing is uh, visiting islands now. So there's this new feature called Nook Miles, and everything you do, you can earn Nook Miles. So, like, if you break, if you if you chop down, like, 10 pieces of wood in a day, you get Nook Miles. If you give nook a bunch of bugs you get nook miles like it's it's really cool um can i ask you about that sure now my question is is if i got animal crossing would we be able to like visit each other's islands from that or yeah yeah and uh the cool thing is it's the same like most animal crossings like the the main thing is like the different fruits you have on your island and they're worth like double the amount when you go back to your island so like, native fruit's worth more in your island. But the cool thing, like I was saying, is you can visit, like, random islands now. So there's this thing called, like, the Dodo... It's, like, the Dodo Bird Air Service, and they can take you to, like, remote islands that have, like... Like, one island could be full of tarantulas, and, like, tarantulas are worth a shitload of, like, bells. So, like, you can find, like... You can, like, fill up... You can only take back what you can take back with you. So it's kind of weird the way the islands are set up. Like, you can only take back what you can carry, but everything you carry, you can take back with you. Anything you leave on the island is gone forever because you can't go back to the island. They're randomly generated. So it's really cool. It adds like a kind of like a sense of newness every day to the game because there can be different islands all the time. So I'm I quick question for you. Sure. Jim. Have you trapped Tom Tom Nook's child and held him random? I have not. Um that motherfucker wants all my bells and nook miles, so I'm pretty screwed. I mean, I'm I'm finishing up my second edition of my house and it's like ninety thousand bells. <laughs> and it, it's not a lot but i don't time travel so it's a lot <laughs> like i take animal crossing seriously i don't cheat and i do frown on those who do cheat i know i understand it's your experience and you want to enjoy it but like we're stuck in a quarantine right now so you might as well just play your games at like a steady pace like uh other than that i started playing final fantasy 8 on the switch uh so i'll tell you guys this it's way better than the final fantasy 9 port on the switch which is trash they did a re they did a really good job remastering this game. It it plays it's it's beautiful. I love this game. It's a very underrated Final Fantasy title. Have any of you guys played 8? No. No, Dwayne. 
Do I need to play eight? Yes. I would say play I I, I would no. say play eight. Eight eight eight's pretty cool because it, it's a different take on Final Fantasy. It's like it's like the most human Final Fantasy has probably ever been. Like the 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 models look very, very much like yes. real life humans and it takes place in like a world that could probably be more closely related to anything that's ever been in a Final Fantasy game as like being real life. Uh I what's up? The the I was say my problem with eight was the idea that eight is very much on the idea where you have to do certain things. It's not like any other Final Fantasy game I where mean, you can just grind and. I mean, you can make your way through the game if you do. Well, you you can, but what I'm saying is it's a different type of grinding. If you gain yourself and become level ninety nine at the very start of the game, you will die. Yeah, it's everything, everything scales else levels up with you. So unless you have a, so th- that's where I ran into a problem with eight is there's also special summons you're supposed to collect and things like that and if you don't know what bosses or what enemies to take their magic from them and earn those things you can never get some of them and that's my only problem with eight is that there's in a time when it came out where there was no strategy guides really unless you bought the paper copy or you had to grits at that time if you treat final fantasy eight as like trying to play it without ever looking online of how to do it is a very very so very the best thing about game. eight is it's broken like final fantasy 2 and the fact that like it has a draw system but you could just sit in battles for hours and just draw magic till you get to 99 and then just rinse and repeat with every magic so you'll never run out of magic and magic is the most powerful thing in the game you don't even need to use attacks like the attacks are fucking pointless in this game just use magic you just use exactly. magic like and items are stupid too because if you have 99 cure you're never going to need curing items and all the other items are garbage the only thing you have to worry about is getting um you might want to keep one person with an item an item slot because like okay so the way that the the system works in this game they're called gfs and you have to like junction them it's i'm gonna get into like weeds now guys so you have to junction these gfs to each character and then they allow you to open up ability slots for each character but you only have four ability slots and you have five major things you can do but they only give you four slots and it never changes so you either have to give up being able to summon uh you can either attack attack is already granted you get that for free so you can draw magic you can use magic you can um draw you can draw use summon and then what was the other two yeah yeah items yeah items so attack attack is already slotted as one of your four and you can't get rid of it so you only get three slots really so you you have to give up like one person in your party can't hold items because they have to draw magic and use magic and then the other person has to use items so they can't either use magic or use gf and then the gfs are like the summons in this game and they're badass like they they do a lot of damage and they work differently from summons in any other final fantasy and the fact that like you don't use them in like one shot they actually stay as a party member until they're their HP is depleted and then they go away, which is neat. Or, yeah, it, it's it's. I think they. I can't remember what other Final Fantasy they use that in. They uh, used 12. it in another game. Sorry, in ten. Thank you. Ten, yeah. ten, 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 ten did ten. it where uh, she would replace herself. Yuna would replace herself with a summon, and that would count as her as her ability for the turn. Yes. It's the same kind of idea when you look at Final Fantasy Nine and the um, how they did the limit system, where you had your character go into like limit mode. Where they became this super powerful version of themselves, which changed their moves for so many amount of turns. Same kind of idea, just summons. 
All right, Joe, what else have you been playing? Anything else? I mean, mostly other than that, I've just been messing around with different things. I mean, I finished Madden, I finished Madden 19, which, or no, Madden 18 I finished, I'm sorry. I finished, I finished uh, John Madden 18, and I really liked it, actually, because it had the long shot mode in it, which was like a story mode where you took like a high school kid all the way through to the NFL to like draft, to like the draft. And everything you did affected whether you got drafted or not. And you also have a like a your best friend is also with you the whole the whole like game, and it all plays out with like cinematics and quick time events, and then you actually get to play like some John Madden football, but not really a lot. It's really a cinematic adventure. It's 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 awesome. You guys should check it out if you like John Madden football. If you if you like sports games with story modes, I do. I like them a lot. Like I like the one in FIFA. It's really well done. Um, but to to kind of talk about my experience with long shot um i got to the end of the game and i did not get drafted you by the suck NFL. my best my best friend yeah because I, I exactly because i do suck no it's because i suck at like certain like aspects of madden and if like you mess up like a few aspects first of all i didn't know like i couldn't read like plays you have to read plays like like you're an actual football player and you have to read like the positions of the players in the field and if you don't know what players are what even though you watch football, like, like, I got a really low gra- draft grade, so I didn't get drafted. And the way the game ends, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but I didn't get drafted. And the ending I got is like the director's cut ending that you're supposed to get, because that's the that's the ending the creators envisioned for the game, but it's not the real. It's not the ending if you get drafted. If that makes any sense. Can I make you a shirt, Joe, that says I couldn't read the plays, <laughs> so I didn't get yeah, drafted? You, 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 I you suck can, at you Madden. Can, you can, I'll get you a shirt that says I live in Canada and I suck. Well, no, that's that that doesn't make any sense. Whereas your shirt actually makes sense. You could say I live in Canada, so I have to pay tax on my lumber. Okay, let's keep this train rolling with what I've been playing. What have you been playing, Kali? Well, you know, I have to apologize to Roberto here. Because, oh, I don't know, he didn't, he didn't explain this game to me too, too very well. So he said, I'm going to try to get us a code for round guard. Do you want a round guard? And I said, well, what is it? And he says, it's a pinball roguelike. And I'm like, oh, God, no. No, no, Last no, pinball- roguelike, it's an adventure game. What? Pinball roguelike? It's done in like that bobble bobble pinball type A pinball thing, adventure like- game? You said, oh, no, no, no. Sounds it, oh amazing. Oh, my God. It is, I didn't take the code. I didn't take the code, but it's on Apple. It's on Apple Arcade, so I downloaded it. Oh, son of a bitch! I don't have. Apple yeah, Arcade. it's um, it's not Bubble Bobble. That's not the right word. The better word is um. Oh God, what is? I just had it. Damn it! It's not pinball. Is it like the one where you you shoot the? Uh, they had it in the arcades a long time ago, where you'd shoot the hook, it hit the ball, split into two, and then come down. Except and try it's only one. You're an adventurer, so you're to trying to like get to the bottom, but without taking damage. So it's like, uh, hmm. be oh, not be jolted. Uh, that seems like SteamWorld. Dig. Oh, no, no, it's it's, it's nothing like SteamWorld. Like I played this game at PAX East. You shoot your hero off into yep. this area, and then you have to like. But it's like it, it's it's like Bobble Bobble, which was like those little dinosaurs from Sega or whatever in the arcade, and you have to yeah, hit the bubbles. Yeah. Like you hit the enemies and you yeah. hit the power ups and things like that. So 
it's oh so it's like not like the bubble peggle. bubble like moving that's through the, word the world I'm it's for. the peggle on crack no 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 be peggle on crack is bobble well, that's bobble. true but this is better than bobble bobble but 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 bobble bobble is better than peggle well of course everything's better yeah. than peggle this isn't a roguelike the 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 the, it was like a straight up adventure game. It's from our good friends, well, my good friends at the Quantum Astrophysics Guild. They are making some interesting intellectual video games. Is that a real? That's a that's a real game company. Yep, Quantum Astrophysicist they, Guild. Do they sound like they watch Big Bang Theory all day? They probably do. They strike me as cool, chill guys. I've met them at their or booth they, in PAX. Or they might actually be astrophysicists. Okay, not. Do I have to own an Apple computer to end up playing, or no. Apple something no. that no, has no, an no. Apple on it to play this, or can I play it on my Android or PlayStation or Switch, or where does this come to? Because I need to. Well, play uh, this. the game currently is on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, and PC. And then, as Kalai said, what? Yeah, the, PS4. The, this, this game that Kalai was about to talk about, the Round Guard. So, what do you think? Um, I think it's an amazing game, and I can't stop playing it. Oh, good. So okay, because I know, like, you had your doubts. I, I know. But you know what? It's a great phone game. So if you have Apple Arcade, pick it up on Apple Arcade because it's great. It's it's really great on the phone. I don't. It probably would be good on the Switch, but I I don't know how. Like I don't know some of the stuff that you can do. I don't know how they would implement it. Like the touch controls are just that good. Yeah, I have it on PS4, so I'll have to see how it is. I mean the the Switch. I would say the Switch has touch if you use it that way. So I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it'd be good yeah it's it's really really good and i think it is like a roguelike because every time um every time you do uh you do go into another dungeon it's all randomly generated because it's randomly it's random levels like just in like peggle or bubble bobble right so then uh i mean i like i said when i played the demo i really liked the the charm the humor um the uh the visual style of it all so I imagine that, you know, on an Apple machine, it's probably perfect because of the fact of the touchscreen. And uh, yeah. yeah, that one. So, yeah, that's, that's $22.49 for uh, Switch and PS4 and everything. It, I think it's worth it. There's a lot of playability there. And the team is really cool. So I definitely recommend it. So that's good. Um, yeah. Now I thought you'd be happy. I liked the game. Yeah. So tell me, what's your progress on uh, the Eden game and uh, 20XX? Oh, I haven't really had time to play them. Uh, the Eden game, I only played the one time because I have to go back because that's really weird. That's a really weird what game. game. And it just came out. Eden, what's it called, Roberto? Um, let me see. It's something something Eden. <laughs> something something. Eden. Uh, one step from Eden. One step oh, from I Eden. Oh, I saw that's the, it. the little it's trailer a, on that. Yeah, it's a roguelike card game. I I just have played uh. I just didn't think it did it as well as some of the so other is it, games. So are you played. comparing, like, is it, when you say roguelike card game, is it kind of like, um, uh, what the hell was that card game where you play with your deck and you were the... Splay the what? Spire? No, 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 no. Spire? it was a card game they came out with, a, uh, Hands of Fate. That's what it was, where you build a... No, nothing oh. like that. Hand of Fate is fantastic. Yeah, that's a and great game. it's a shame that the studio shut no, down for that, for that, that game was amazing. Well, I'd say support, you know, buy, buy the second one if you can. But, yeah, the, the company, unfortunately, went out of business uh, last year. I don't know what happened, but it really broke my heart. Yeah. Second one's on the Switch, too, Corey. Yep. 
Um, no, I was thinking more like Slay the Spire. It's weird because I think I need to plug a controller in to play the game because I played with keyboard and it's not good with keyboard because normally you think keyboard and mouse, but it actually doesn't use the mouse. You have to dodge the attacks while playing cards and you dodge using the arrow keys on your keyboard, which I just... It sounds like you need to stop being PC Master Race and actually play. No, oh, I have. But oh I got shit! It, but I got it for free on PC. Which so? So what you're telling me is because you got it free on PC instead of supporting the developer by buying it on console, you'd all right really on PC. If all you right, really tricky. like to support it, you can buy it for me. <laughs> uh, Which reminds I'll me, um, just just uh, FYI, I know that. Epic Game Store, we had a bad experience with, but just uh, world. I want to let you know, World War Z is is for is free on the uh, Epic Game Store. Yes, it is. So uh, for anybody that doesn't know, please pick that up. It's a great shooter. Uh, what else have I been playing? Oh, I played a a really weird game of Civ Six actually, because we were just talking about Civ Six, and I was actually just playing it, Corey. I played with seven people. I and organized a seven person game online. Now, every time I play That's this craziness. game, it gets to about midnight. We start at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. We get to midnight, and we're like, well, I'm too tired. Let's quit. And then weeks later, we're like, well, we, we declare who the winner is. At 9 o'clock at night, Jim won by, I believe, a religious victory, and literally we didn't know what to do because the game had ended so early in terms of Civ Six. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's. I mean, are you guys, like, that's the one thing, like, the one time I played Civ uh, 5, the longest game I've ever played, we decided to be, we thought aside, hey, let's play, where, because uh, on Civ 5, or no, Civ 4, sorry, on Civ 4, there was a, uh, I can't remember what difficult, not difficulty, but there's the situation where you can actually turn it, where every turn is a year, instead of being, like, a oh, jump, wow. so we were playing it, yeah, we were playing it where every turn was a year, and, like, so your characters, instead of, like, taking a turn to move to the net, like, it moves in one block at a time, it would take, like, three turns to move one block. Oh, my God. It was, like, a thousand turns or something to, like, re research anything, and yeah, it was, oh, God, it took us forever. Like, I think we played, like, 20-something hours into it, and we'd even make the 18, like, we'd even make it to the 1900s. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it and was, then I but, sorry, and then Civ. I started uh, twenty sixty four read only memories. Oh wow, okay, that's cool. Ah, Kathy's platinum. Kathy's yeah. That. I think Kathy's actually. Platinum I, did, I did something stupid in the game. It was like, what type of dietary preference preference do you have? So I picked gluten free. So I went into the bar and I was like, oh, I'll have a beer. And the little computer's like, don't have that. That is not part of your dietary thing. I was like. Oh, well, that's good, Kalai. You just fucked yourself in the game for food as well as real life. <laughs> so. Wait, so, so, uh, so, wait, there was a food that you weren't supposed to eat in the 2064? So, when you first set up your character, it asks you your food preferences. Oh, and literally, okay. it's like carnivore, vegetarian, gluten free. So I picked gluten free. And like every time. You a beer. Yeah, and every time I went to do something, it would be like, stop, don't eat that, or don't drink that. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> that was a game I actually so, really meant to try because it, it's, it comes from a, a great developer. And actually, um, if you're familiar with Valhalla, the cyberpunk bartending game, which I don't know how you don't have yet because that's, that's beer. That's entirely your alley, uh, Kalai. Um, 
it's it's yeah like it's, it, that's just that's your game there but in any case they actually miraculously take place in the same universe and um with the whole cyberpunk uh aesthetic and everything so it's uh i've been meaning to get started on that myself just because nirvana the sequel to valhalla is on the way and you know i've been in the mood for like more point and click so um yeah the but uh i'll have to start- well i started it because I thought that my job was going to get shut down because of the coronavirus. So I was like, oh, this will be my first game to start. I've been meaning to try this, and this is going to be great, and I'll just stay home and play video games. Nope, I'm still going to work, so. Yeah, yeah I, I feel you on that note. I mean, I'm working from home, and I have to tell you, the temptation is it, the, 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 the temptation urge is real. I have tried so hard to not do anything while while like while working like maybe if it maybe just use my phone but it's tough you know like because you got the i mean i'm down here and i got the ps3 right in front of me so of course maybe it's like oh let me play kill zone for five minutes while and wait for a phone call and then boom a phone call comes in so <laughs> it, yeah. yeah it's tempting but anyways uh so uh if we're all cut up <coughs> if we're all cut up let's move on to the topic of discussion i was about to say that so let's talk about gamestop so gamestop what a whirlwind with this one. Who's GameStop? They can't... It's I think it's called EB Games there. Ah, oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's that co- it's that company that does not want to die. It's the company that was called Funko Land. No, so... they bought Funko Land. Oh. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, so what's the topic, Kali? So we we're told from GameStop, or actually GameStop told its employees that they are an essential company, and if anybody tries to shut them down, to tell the police or anybody that they're essential and they should not be shut down. And the entire community was like, wait, what? You're not that essential? Eventually they did um, decide to close all of their GameStops, as opposed to just the ones in the really badly affected areas, because right now there's only a couple of states that are closing most of their their commerce. But a lot of them are now doing curbside pickup, just like Best Buy, so that way to reduce the spread of the coronavirus. But, I mean, Joe, what do you think? Do you think GameStop or... Actually, no, Corey, you're our guest. Let me start with you, Corey. Do you think that GameStop is a essential business here in america well i mean in north america because i mean eb games here i know they're still i think some of them are still open just because they are still separate entities but i mean in the sense of today's day and age it's one of those things where the last in the last couple years especially the last five years i've noticed that eb games and gamestop have not really become about selling games it's about selling trinkets they bought think geek they sell funko pop i mean they're really about selling you the t-shirts the socks the you know all the extra stuff and then games on top of that like really in all honesty the last time i bought a game at eb games is because i'm walking through the mall i go in to get new playstation socks from eb games and i'm like Oh, hey, they have this game. It's only $10. I might as well buy it. I don't go to EB Games to buy games. I don't. I find that with you have Best Buy, you have Amazon, you have all these other things that allow you to buy games and ship home and do all that kind of stuff. And especially nowadays with we're finally getting to that point um, with the market where, like we just talked about, Division being $4 digitally, right? We talked about this like, what, two years ago? 
we had a topic about the digital market and what was going to happen with games and we were trying to figure out you know would it really make a difference for gaming and stuff like that and now we're seeing it where we're having sales for games that are digital that are you're not going to see on physical copies and nowadays with us being able to go out and buy a eight terabyte external hard drive for next to nothing there's real no push to get that physical version of a game unless you're collecting it and that's where even right now um with final fantasy 7 remake on the horizon uh like me and kathy talked about it's like okay we buy the version digitally we own a copy of it we have the deluxe version coming in and when it comes in, we buy it as a collector's thing because it's the deluxe version. It comes with a bit of extra stuff here, but really, in all honesty, we're going to probably just buy it digitally. I don't see the need for people, especially at this time with everything going on in the world, to feel they need to go out and stand together in a big giant group of people that, let's be honest, we're a bunch of nerds. It's the same idea as if you go to a Magic the Gathering tournament. Oh, hear that, Frosty? People don't shower. They, they don't shower, they don't shave, they don't clean, they don't do anything. And they're all bunching together to pick up a game. So, I mean, really, I don't understand why they wouldn't just buy it digitally anyway, because that's the lazier way to do it. I mean, it's not like I could drive down to EB Games, stand in a line for 40 minutes buying Animal Crossing. Or I can just buy it digitally, earn coins, which give me more money back anyway download it on my switch and probably play it before the person that literally went to the store and waited in line and you know did all this stuff uh i just don't see the need for in in general i don't even see the need for best buy let's be honest i don't see the need for a lot of companies that are claiming to be essential right now in this time of need where i get it gaming's there but i bet you any money in the next couple weeks here playstation xbox and switch are gonna have huge sales on the digital front we're already seeing Disney Plus give movies away or putting on movies and renting out movies that should have come out to uh, aren't coming out to video and the early releases on things. And I see a, a, a where we're going to be straight digital for a while here. And I think you're going to see a lot of big sales come out. And I don't see the reason to, to go out. All right. Let's actually so. go back over to Roberto. I'm curious about Roberto what thinks about this. Yeah. So I would have to say that I actually went to. Uh... I went to GameStop and I went to Best Buy in the last uh, couple days. Best Buy, I went to go pick up 1917 and uh, the movie, and they did have the uh, curbside pickup, as you mentioned. And um, I have to say that it's it's hit and miss. On one hand, I can see that it's not an essential business because if you're in the business of games, you can just buy them digitally. And uh, but at the same time, there's people out there who probably want to own something and they don't, you know, like, a, like, I don't know. Well, they don't have the technical prowess. That's the big thing, because you have to remember that these game stores exist and there's there may be a lot of video gamers like ourselves here that are kind of core and we play, you know, we play what we play. We're knowledgeable, but there's a lot more people out there who don't really know much about video games and are probably scrambling to keep their kids entertained and they don't know why their hard drive is failing or they don't know or maybe not the hard drive failing but they don't know why this game's not working or they don't know or maybe this game's not like you know this is the right game or they need a new one or something like that or there's that big thing like animal crossing and so to an extent it is and it is an essential business 
it's similar to uh not to go off topic here but the uh, governor mentioned that cell phone places like Verizon Wireless were considered essential businesses because the fa- it's not the fact that people are going in there to get a new brand new phone or accessory it's the fact that cell phones are important and these guys are going to fix whatever grave technical issue that you have with the phone so in a sense GameStop maybe like and Best Buy could very well kind of be in that level but then again, that 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 could be something that could be done online or something that can be done over the phone. And if you're gonna have a physical location, there's gotta be like a really specific need for it. You know, right now my GameStop is shut, you know, or probably has limited hours or whatever with the curbside. There might be a need for 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 that in this area, but then others there might not be. So at least with the curbside thing, perhaps it's it's important. I th- I'd have to guess, especially now considering that Doom just came out. And Animal Crossing came out, and on April the 10th, you've got FF7 Remake coming out, and likely we're going to be picking up these things at curbside, you know, because of the fact that it, this is going to probably go well into through April. And it's, so it's like, it is and it isn't. I'd have to say that it's, like, it's good that they did what they did because I wouldn't want, right now, like, convenience stores are the riskiest things to be in right now. Like, I went to Wawa, for example, and I got, like, a little nervous being close to people. I try to avoid it. But if uh, going to a GameStop, I mean, there's a lot more people because they want to buy games. Like, even when I picked up Doom, it was in the afternoon, and it's, it's a minimum of 10 people in there. And, and already I walked in there, and it was like, it was just me. And then just like that, it was nine people, you know? So I was like, it's, so it's, it's, I think that it just, it, it could have been framed better. I think that, honestly, if GameStop had just said, hey, we're just going to do curbside pickup and be safe and protect our employees. They wouldn't get the the flack that they're getting right now, but the fact that they went were like, oh, we're essential. I mean, it's like it, it came off the wrong way. So I'd have to say they're more non-essential than essential. And I, like you said, buying digital, like the, the argument between buying digital and physical, digital wins this argument immensely. But you still have to factor in that there are parents out there that don't know anything about buying digitally and don't know and probably want to save money. And probably don't know anything about hard drive space. So they probably do try and buy that big game. And it, it runs out of space. And they don't know what the heck they're going to do. So, yeah. I, I agree on that. But that, that that's the same time right now where this, uh, with coronavirus, the way it travels, is it's staying on plastic for three days. So, I mean, it's it's you're just opening it also as well to, okay, you have one employee that, was in contact with someone that has caught it and his job is to, Oh, I got to get all the pre-orders ready. Okay. So he's touched every single person's pre-order to get this game ready, to get this going for this new release. And guess what? Now he's given 102 copies of Final Fantasy seven remake to 102 people. And guess what? They've all now been in contact. And that's where, like I say, there's, there's, we've already got it where Amazon's talking about having massive issues where, and that's carrying on cardboard for three days. Like the amount of people that have possibly been in contact with this, this thing because of someone putting something on a shelf or, uh, Amazon shipping out cardboard and someone touching that. I mean, that's where I see a lot of the issues too. And like I say, the product itself I see is something in this day and age as being more essential, but we've got to have a better way yeah a better way of stating that but also a better way of dealing with the situation where you're not seeing hand sanitizer and stuff like that doesn't work 
Whatever people believe, hand sanitizer does not work. Washing your hands is the best way to get rid of this, but you're not going to tell me that they're washing every single copy of, of uh, you know, washing every single copy of a game before they hand it over to you. Like, it's not happening. And so I just don't see, because they're not in the food industry and things like that, I don't see them also taking as much care as some of the food industry's workers are in um, making sure that everything is sanitary and everything is uh, brought to the proper code before giving it to someone as well. I mean, did they, are they your Best Buy guys when they're bringing you your, your brand new Curry Cly or uh, Roberto when you get curbside games? Are they coming out with neoprene gloves on and they're ripping those gloves off and they're, they're grabbing no, a new pair when absolutely they bring not. Or they bring in fact, when I picked up hands. my Keurig, I had brought rubber gloves. I brought it into my house. I Clorox bleached the entire box before I even took the gloves off, and Clorox bleached the surface I put it on. So yeah, I'm, I know to protect it. But Joe, let's hear from you. What do you think about GameStop being an essential business? I mean, how do you define essential in time like this? Like, my job's essential. I still have to go to work every day. I mean, I deal in, in healthcare. So yeah, my job's essential. I don't think video games are essential right now. Are they essential part of my life right now? Yeah, but they're always an essential part of my life right now. So it really begs the question of like who you're talking to when you're asking someone what's essential or not. Like I think wrestling's essential to my life. It's been in my life for thirty four years or thirty thirty years. So it's it's all in your perspective of what's essential to you. Uh, what's essential to us as a as a you know society? Uh, it, unless GameStop's rolling out and selling toilet paper. They're not essential. So unless they're selling hand soap and, and bleach, they're not essential. Um, I can wait to get my Funko Pops. Um, I can wait to get my games. I would rather live. Uh, that's, that's my end goal. Because if you don't live, you don't get to play the game. It should be power to washing hands right now, not power to the players. <laughs> or, or go wash your fucking hands should be the new slogan for GameStop. Or maybe just go take a shower. Honestly, the but the learn how to use Google. Exactly. Um, but I think this is going to create a lot of problems because now we're entering what I like to call, what I refer to as minus one season, where like all these big releases are coming out back to back to back to back to back for the rest of like foreseeable future for the next few weeks and months. So it's going to be interesting with all these millions, not not hundreds, not thousands, but millions of pre-orders that are at these brick-and-mortar stores that now either are not going to be able to be picked up, and GameStop won't convert your, your pre-order to a digital copy. They will not. They wouldn't do it for people for Animal Crossing. They won't do it. I heard. Now, is it true? I heard that uh, GameStop, and I don't know if this is true or not, like I say once again, EB Games, I heard that a lot of the places that have had these pre-orders, what they're offering to do, and I know a local small brick-and-mortar shops that are here that do video games, um, what they're doing is they're going, okay, hey, your pre-order, um, as long as you've paid, uh, or we'll do a PayPal or credit card or whatever, I uh, will ship it to you. And they're doing no extra charge Yes, that, that, because, that is something they're doing. You know, what they're not doing is, say you don't feel like picking your game up because of the coronavirus, they will not cancel your order. Because the company's losing too much money from canceling all these orders. So they're refusing to cancel people's orders now. Wow. It happened well, to that, that's legality is they still have to owe I, the money. Yeah, to the I know. So it way. happened a lot with a lot of people with Animal Crossing and Doom. Um, I found it quite interesting that for once, like the gamers got something out of this and 
they actually released the games a day early because they were afraid that they were going to get shut down. So they just started they just started selling them. Which which is not which I'm wondering if they're going to have repercussions. No, it, first that. of all, street dates a bunch of bullshit. I talked to a bunch of my friends that work at game stores. Street dates not a real thing. It's a company thing. It's not a it's not like a like they don't care if you have the game early. They really don't. Like the well, I, I think in the sense of Nintendo, especially when you look at the with an online game like Animal Crossing, I mean, they're having a street date for a reason so they can have their servers ready to expect but people, a street But date. people are already playing and on I'm, those servers a... as as um, YouTube content creators, and that game doesn't erase when you start, a new, like, when, when the server kicks on for the, the 20th of March. It didn't change over. I know PlayStation games do that, though. A lot of PlayStation games progress progress does not carry yeah. over once the game releases. Like all your stuff gets wiped because. This- well, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about from the sense of like the massive people that go on to it in one go before they're ready for it to happen. Like we saw that happen with uh, GTA Five. We saw that happen with Red Dead Redemption. Like a lot of the game companies now are having to put a, um, they're putting their online or multiplayer releases till a couple weeks after or a couple days after the release so they can see how many people are actually playing the game first to understand what their their numbers would be for online servers so they can actually be prepped and ready for it so it doesn't cancel I get that. out, right? And that's where I see the... I mean, technically, Nintendo could go after GameStop hugely and go, hey, look, you went above and beyond your your site. We have your order numbers because you're buying directly from us, so... Uh, you're gonna owe us X amount of dollars for your early release, and I think the only reason why that's not happening, in all sense, is because of what's going on in the world. If that wasn't going on, and EB Games did this, there would be lawsuits. Oh, definitely. I think I think it also factors into the fact that they didn't foresee this happening, and this is their biggest release of the year. So this, they want all the money they can get off of this game right now. Yeah. Um, I'm a little disappointed, and here's why. First of all. Uh, GameStop has a new person on the board of directors, and that's Reggie Philomy, the guy who ran Nintendo beautifully in America. Why he didn't get out in front of this is a problem. I agree. I think they should have sold Animal Crossing as soon as this was announced, and as soon as like stuff was going down, they should have just gave it to people. Yeah. And on top of that, I mean, essential business, first of all, you're putting all of your uh, employees at risk. I agree. Not, yeah. ju- not just the, the the people who are coming in to buy. And again, GameStop, if they want to really truly make it in this market, they need to have better handling of their employees. I agree. And that's just it was just a terrible handling of the entire situation. I mean, I th- you you uh, you heard about what happened in Pennsylvania, right? They revoked their license to operate in the state of Pennsylvania because they refused to shut down their stores. When Pennsylvania was like, we're shutting down everything. Because yeah. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania was the first state to shut down completely. Like, they're, they have no businesses open right now. I don't think they have anything. Only essentials. Only essentials. Not just not just unessential retail. Everything is shut down except for hospitals and healthcare people. And law enforcement, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So, why they didn't get ahead of this thing, I don't know. Like, they should have been like, well, what can we do? We can do curbside pickup. Which, again, Best Buy is doing. Because, first of all, that's going to reduce the amount of staff you need in your store, which is what is a big thing with, of course, GameStop. Let's mm-hmm. see how m- many people we can't put on the schedule. 
Would you like two... to hear? Would you like to hear my story about picking up Animal Crossing? Oh yes, you got a physical copy. You didn't get a digital. No, I got a digital, but I always buy codes because I don't like spending extra money in the eShop. Because you can never buy a fucking game on the eShop unless you have a credit card, and I don't link my credit card to my eShop account because I'm not stupid. I would go broke. So I always buy. Every... I always buy each game one at a time digitally. So I rolled up to Best Buy. It was the 20th, so it was before everything got, like, really deep and things got quarantined off. So, wait, you went to Best Buy to get your code? Yeah. Because, okay. so, what happened, the whole the full story is, guys, listening at home, listeners, um, my Best Buy account was blocked from making online purchases because my, my home address did not match my Best Buy credit card. So, they wouldn't let me buy anything online. So, I couldn't buy Animal Crossing at midnight like I wanted to, or the night before and preload it. So I had to wake up angrily and go to the store and pick it up. And there was a line outside the store, and they only let 10 people in the store at a time. Everyone, uh, someone met you at the store, guided you to what you wanted, helped you get it, and then walked your ass out of the store. Like, it was supervision the entire time you were in the store. Interesting. See, now... First world problems. That's what we're dealing with. But now. It was, it, they did a really good job. Like everyone was, everyone was quarantined off. The big ticket items that everybody was purchasing for that day were all at the front table, like right when you walk in the Best Buy. So there was like a bunch of switches there, a bunch of copies of Doom, a bunch PS4s, Animal Crossing. Like they were set up, ready to go. And then I was like, oh, I need a digital code for it. And the guy's like, oh shit, let me figure out where that is. Why? Why you? Why you not just buy a physical copy? I don't buy physical right copies there. of Switch games. Which don't. is a whole nother topic. So, um, does anybody have any last minute thoughts before we go into our Facebook group? I, I just think, I just think like it's stupid for them to think they're an essential business. I really do. It's like, it's like the most asinine thing this company's ever said. And they've said a bunch of fucking asinine things in the last few years. So like this one takes the cake though. Like, how can you think that you're an essential business? Like what, what gave you that notion? Would you wake up one day and be like, oh man, power to us, power to GameStop. Like, like, who, like, who, like, what a dumb fucking company. Like, you're not essential. Like, and why would you want to be essential in a time like this? Stay your ass home. If you don't have to go anywhere, don't. It sucks out there. I'm, there's, there's so much support right now for so many businesses out there to, with everything going on that I just don't see why. Yeah, I agree with Joel. There's, there's so many better ways to handle this. And I just think that with everything going on, there was better ways to have it where, uh, they could have done this safely for at least the time being. And there's a lot more assistance where if they went out to everybody and said, hey, look, this is the problem we are having. What do you feel we could do to fix it? And I know like, okay, EB Games and GameStop are not the first priority on everyone's list to, you know, figure out a fucking problem of what to do with Corona. But at the exact same time, it's like, look, it, we have X amount of pre-orders for this date for these two games. This is how many people are planning to come to our stores on those on that day to buy all these games. What can we do? So, you know, I wonder if they're going to release the MPD numbers for digital purchasing next month for like everybody. Like, I wonder if Nintendo will finally release their MPD numbers for digital sales next month, because it's going to be interesting to see the rise in digital versus uh, physical media next month. I think it's going to be a very vast discrepancy or disparity between the two numbers okay are you good roberto do you have any last I minute mean, thoughts 
yeah, I agree with the notion that you you know it's not worth it to put employees at risk. And even like right now, like you know, I mean, no real electronic short store should be open in this regard. Um, and especially now with the group orders and the fact that you know, like you said, the COVID nineteen virus can probably last long on plastic. Though I, I mean, I have to say, misinformation is becoming a big issue because it's like I hear from you that it it'll last long on plastic, but then. Like the governor in, my, in 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 New York said that if you if you like were to sneeze on a surface it'll be it'll die in fifteen minutes. So it's like I don't, I'm kind of a, I don't know what to believe anymore. So, um, you know, scientific just, facts. Yeah, scientific, scientific facts. facts. Of the, right, like the, w, I said, the, the, the WHO said, has come out with science with with actual studies that have shown how long everything lasts and that's the problem is that most of the time what you're seeing happen now with this whole coronavirus is that no one's looking at the actual source of these documents like the world health organization came out and stated we've tested it this is how long it survives on plastic this is how long it survives on cardboard this is how long it survives on the human body this is how long it survives on this 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 and this but the problem is is that what you're seeing happen is a lot of places and certain people, what they're doing is they're trying to sweep this under the rug or they're trying to, uh, like, where the notion came that t- people between the ages of 20 and 30 don't catch it and are in Miami going, hey, look, I can't catch it. I can't catch this. What are you talking about? I, there's no one's dying from it, Well, which is true, but they're also saying that 20% of the people that are catching it are between the ages of 20 and 45, right? And that's the problem is that people want to read what they want. And so... A best what's the best way to increase business and make sure that people do things is you tell them hey it only does this for this long or it only will last on this like you're hearing places where there's small grocery store there was a news article where there's a small grocery store i think in pennsylvania actually where a, a woman walked in on purpose and coughed on every single piece of produce and meat and that grocery store threw out thirty five thousand dollars worth of food because they didn't know and that's the problem yeah. is that they're taking the best precautions they can to to solve this issue without having to test shit. And this lady's just being a bitch about it. At least she go to fucking jail. Oh, she probably yeah, is. She they, well, they're, they're, as, they're looking at that. As but. a matter of fact, some Snapchatter decided to be a dick and uh, put his tongue on everything. And uh, he got caught and he's been charged with a felony and all this other stuff. So, well, there's another, oh, yeah. we caught up with a social influencer that uh, just before we started the podcast here, where there was a social influencer that uh, licked a toilet and now has coronavirus. So he's 21 years old and he has caught it. So, like, this is my whole point is that the problem is in this day and age is that uh, so many, everybody has their own thing, everybody has their own situation. I mean, if you really want to look at what's available for the information, Look through the who, look through your government information that are government posted things, not your local news station, not especially not Fox News. Like, look at a true information source right from the actual source instead of trying to find it through Facebook, because that's the big thing. Everyone's finding things on Facebook and Facebook is not true. Facebook right. is so just like whatever. So continue my final thought and I'll, I'll try and rest, hustle along. We got to go through the to the questions and everything like that questions. it's like yeah i mean if they had just said we're just gonna go curbside i don't think that the you know the issue would have been that bad and i'm actually I'm, like i have to share collapse sentiments i am surprised like reggie was literally brought on board to try and fix the company and then like several weeks later this kind of does that blunder happens so it just doesn't look good it doesn't look right and you know and, and like you said it's just it puts the rest the the workers at risk at least 
with the Best Buy curbside right now, there's like very minimal people working there. So the risk of infections or all that is, is, is low. And anybody who wants to work and get paid can work and get paid. So if they had just gone on and said, hey, we're going to go curbside and, you know, like we'll have at least one or two persons there and they'll and to take care of you. I think that would have like avoided everything. Um, obviously the, you know, the, the letter saying that it was essential business did sound very greedy and very kind of like just wrong, you know, and I just feel that like, obviously it's not, it has no consideration for the workers, at least every business I've been to so far from surf taco to Seven Eleven to Wawa has had the utmost care for their, for their workers, um, trying to do everything they can to stay running, but also to maintain, uh, effective procedure for the cdc so it does like i mean this is it, it it just doesn't look good at all i mean i'm hoping that they can improve themselves from here on out it's tough considering the 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 pr disasters they already have had encountered and how it's been weighing them down so um yeah it's disappointment all the way around i think just you know they if i mean we hope that this won't happen again but they have to compose themselves better next time and then that regard i mean it's it's just uh because it's just it's not a look, it's not a good look all right let's go to our questions of, of of the show this first question comes from daniel jones he's trying to uh irk us so unfortunately well actually fortunately for us we do have cory on the show so cory this question is for you and i oh, why fantastic. is magic why is magic so gosh darn addicting? Um, Because it's a thing where, like we talked about before, magic is so addicting to the point of because for a lot of people that are, uh, you know, introverts, uh, we as nerds, usually back in the day, especially 94, 96, 98, you know, up to even the mid 2000s, um, you never really got outside. And uh, so you just kind of stayed at home and playing magic was that thing when you're parents told you go outside go play with your friends you just go outside and play magic it was a way to still be a nerd while sitting outside and i mean magic is also addicting on uh like like we always talk about how when a game sale happens like a 99 dollars game sale or like the steam days where everything's 99 cents or under five dollars you're just buying up a bunch of stuff and magic packs have always been under five dollars for the longest time and so when it comes to the point you're in the dollar store you're in walmart you're in wherever you're like hey look magic pack it's only five dollars and then it's just that it's a gambling thing you open it up you hope you got a card that's worth something or good usually it's not but um i think it's the idea that magic's just addicting because it gives you something where you feel like you're doing something outside or playing with friends but at the exact same time you're just being a big giant nerd sitting with a bunch of other people and doing nerd things and uh not playing video games and you can be like yeah i didn't play video games today i played magic that's different so you kind of hit on the the reason I can tell you that uh, magic is so addicting. It's basically gambling. Um, if you get the right amount of card, you can sell it for a lot of money, which will pay for your addiction. But of course, that never happens. So you're always chasing the high or the money. Hundred percent. So that is, yeah, that's why it's so addicting. And when you do create a powerful deck, it's that power of winning, that power of you're better than everybody else that can um, make you want to continue playing, but it can also make you see a lot of people who are dicks. And then you can be that person that went to Magic the Gathering uh, 
P, uh, PTQs or basically big giant state tournaments um, and then stand behind people doing the hand on chin with one knee uh, post right beside people's butt cracks, which was the best Twitter ever made. Where, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, the guy went around to like a bunch of big tournaments and would find all these people who were sitting in chairs playing games with just massive ass cracks and he would sit there and have his chin and on, on his hand and be like, and just stare at it and he got people to take pictures of it. And literally he went to like something, he took like something like 130 or 140 pictures and but then he got banned for ever going into a Magic the Gathering tournament again. <laughs> That's what surprised me. It's the same thing as uh, you see all the, you see jokes all the time where people go, I'm getting ready for my Magic the Gathering tournament, and they have, like, uh, the the uh, military grenade belts, uh, but they have it full of, like, Axe body sprays and, like, armpit deodorants and things, <laughs> and then they're, like, ready and raring to go. It's it's great. Okay, let's go to the next question. The next question, I believe, is for, uh, I'm thinking, Joe, I think you're the only one that can answer this question, so you ready, Joe? I'm ready. How are you liking Animal Crossing if you got it, or Doom Eternal, or both? I got both, but trying to beat down Doom 2016 off my backlog first. Animal Crossing is amazing and addicting. Thanks. I mean, I, I, like, I, I, I talked a little bit about Animal Crossing before, but I just think it's a nice laid-back game to play in a time where there's a lot of chaos right now. It really, it really makes me appreciate the finer thing, like, the simpler things in games, and, like, we've all been waiting so long for this Animal Crossing game to come out, so it's, it's, it sucks that it had to come out in a time like this, but in a sense, it's also a blessing because, like, this is the game we need right now. And Roberto said, you said Doom Eternal, you played that, right? Yeah, I have this, I'm still working on the original, I'm halfway through, I destroy, I, I'm about to enter the gates of hell, I just haven't done it yet, um... It's like I, I admit that one of my bad habits of gaming has been going on again and off again and not just sticking to one thing. And I think part of it is because I review a lot of games. So, you know, it's like you're you're always bouncing, you know, like right now, for example, um, I just got the a key for Paper Beast, which is a PSVR game that was on the play, the play, the, you know, and, and all that. And it's just it's like I just I go a little bit here and then I go a little bit there and then I don't find it's like. What I'm supposed to do. All right, is let's get things. you back to the question. So, did you play Doom Eternal? Not yet. I played. I redeemed the code and got the Doom 64 because apparently there's a Doom Eternal game uh, level in that. So, I kind of want to play it. Sweet. All right. The next question is for everybody. It's from JT. After Mass Effect, which franchise should I 100% all stacks next? Yeah, I actually went uh, to JT with this a bit on the site, and then he told he, me to join the show. That's why I'm here. Metal Gear Solid, okay. including Peace Walker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in a year, JT. <laughs> well, because Peace Walker is basically metal mechanical. Me Peace Walker is basically Monster Hunter with guns, and or the fact or, or the fact that MGS Five takes like fucking forever to platinum. Oh. Yeah, you guys haven't. He, he's got to finish the question. I was just say he actually like has it different. After Mass Effect, which franchise should I 100% all stack next? By all stacks, he means he will play every game in every franchise, and I believe on every every um region. Yes, it's all regions as well. Assassin's Creed, Tales of series, or Dragon Age? Yo, if you want to like waste your life playing Feather Collector, go ahead. Like, I, I, 
like that that's just a grind man i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't put that on anybody like that's just a boring grind especially since you're gonna do it in every region it's gonna take a while did you i know you could do it though you're a freaking beast at video games jt shout out to jt he's crushing it in the backlog beat town i give you shit dog every week but like you're really crushing it this year and you crushed it last year i think what'd you get 200 platinums in one year that's pretty fucking impressive dude so which game should he platinum should he go after next then do you dead I, I, if you're gonna do any franchise like that's not listed there i would i would go after dead rising that's a that's a that joe's like that's a let me just you know what don't care about the three what i'm gonna tell you is what you should do yeah exactly i'm gonna say fuck your list and go play dead rising those are those are tedious and also they're rare platinums so you want to you want to say you're a bad beast jt go after some like go after some hard shit to get go get all the dead risings done man and in all the regions that'll take you forever well not forever there's a lot of exploitations you can use but i think it would be fun what were his three actual games he he had (laughs) assassin's creed tales of or dragon age Uh, well dragon age would be the shortest because there's only Uh, what actually it's that dragon age you wouldn't be able to get oh because they locked some of them locked yeah yeah some of them were locked same with assassin's creed um does he mean the entire Tales of series? Like yes. anyone that's been released? Yes, yes. So, all of them. So in the discussion so, I had with JT, I told him that he should- I'll see you next year. No, dude, it's more than next year. I, I talked to him and I'm like, okay, so what are you talking about? Because I just like told him to do Tales of, and he's like, no, I plan on doing Tales of 72. It's 72 versions of Tales of games, 72 different games all the way through, 100%. Does he realize you have to play multiple playthroughs to get platinums on Tails games? There's not just one playthrough. Oh, you gotta I know. beat it on like you gotta beat it on like level one. It's like Star Ocean level of bullshit for trophies. So Roberto, did you actually have one from that list you'd like to suggest? Well, um Colin Moriarty just finished Dragon Age, the newest one, it took him a hundred hours. I'd have to say that um realistically you'd probably want to do the dragon age games um because of the fact that like the tales of games have been around for ages and like Corey said um yeah 72 games 100%ing and then just <laughs> yeah, um, the, that bullshit of just replaying the same adventure over again um yeah it's impossible it's it's like it's like deciding right now in this quarantine you're gonna watch uh you're gonna start watching one piece which is one of the longest running animes in history and there's literally <laughs> 900 episodes like that's, 900 episodes like you know, watch it I in english start... watch it in english and watch it in japanese dub yeah so <laughs> like, literally right now if I did an episode a day it would take me about maybe three and a half years um so yeah, and I don't even know if that that factors in the movies or not, but uh, it's that it doesn't. Yeah, that that's that's it's stupid how long that is. So, um, I'd say your best bet would be Dragon Quest, um, just because Wait, you know they're age? they're, they're I mean, believe Dragon Age, dra- Dragon Age. Oh God, dragon Quest is even on the list. Too many dragons. How to Train Your Dragon Three, <laughs> um, Dragon Dragon Guard, Dragon Yeah. That's a great game. Dragon, Dragon Age. They need to remaster that shit. Mm-hmm. The game's good. I'm gonna say Assassin's Creed. Feather Collector. No, fuck Feather Collector. Okay, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I I recommended that he did Assassin's Creed. 
as well. Now, he, hear me out. Hear me out. I, I said Assassin's Creed because Dragon Age, the first two games, like, to 100% are boring and painful and multiple playthroughs, whereas at least with uh, the Feather Collector, he could do it once and be done with it. It'd probably be the quickest for him to complete. And then I would... I told him to try to do Tales in between that, but uh, he didn't... Uh, oh, I only play one franchise at a time. Yeah, that's that's what he said to me. So he said, And he said I had to, I had to go on the show to tell my opinion. He didn't want me to talk about it in the Facebook group. And I'm like, I guess I got to be there. So. All right. So thank you for listening to. Oh, us. yeah. So what was if Roberto's like last to... thing? It was it was it was Dragon Age Roberto, right? That's what. Yes. Yeah. Not Dragon Quest. Sorry. Wait, Kali, did you what... pick one, Kali? Yeah. What about you, Kali? Oh, you said Feather Collector. Said a... Right. Yeah, Quest. I said Assassin's Creed. And then Joe said, fuck. Remember oh, yeah. Thing? I said, uh, yeah, I said, fuck it. Yeah. Can I now continue with wrapping up our show? No, <laughs> I say I say JT, like this is a challenge. Go and beat all the Dead Rising games and platinum all in every region. And then if you really want a challenge, go go after Metal Gear Solid in every region. And that means beating MGS five in all the regions. Good luck with that. That'll take you forever. <laughs> I say we make this oh a, a three hour long uh special edition uh Corey's back uh podcast Corey's back edition yeah the the we're way the fuck up in canada edition all right i'm ending this show uh if you go do like us please subscribe and rate us we have a twitter just go to twitter at our game stuff cast our facebook group is just search game stuff podcast we do have a patreon page it's patreon.com forward slash proven gamer if you'd like to get in touch with Roberto, he's at Jehuti, J-E-H-U-T-Y-88 on Twitter. I'm Kalai21, that's, a, that's K-A-L-A-I, the number 21. Uh, you have uh, Joe with Mr. T-M-N-T, that's M-R, capital T-M-N-T, 84. And Corey, do you have a, where's oh, your Twitter? Oh, it's all the same now. Everything's the same. It's Grounded Gamer. No the E double gamer. D. Can... The Grounded Gamer, and it's even on PlayStation. Thank God I gotta change my goddamn name. <laughs> Hell he's, not to the he's not a gay. He's not a gay you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, we are sponsored by Amazon. Just go to provengamer.com, click on any Amazon l- link, and do your shopping like normal. It does help out the site. Uh, we are partnered with Humble Bundle, our charity's extra life. In my notes, you can just click on the Humble Bundle link. You can go over there, get uh, your digital Switch games, your digital PC games, and it does help out the kids. If you like our shows, check out our other shows, The Trophy Horse and PG Spoilers. I also want to thank the people that have helped us with this show. So thank you, Isaac Sago, for the logo. And of course, the band Take Away the Ugly for the music. You can check them out in our show notes. There's links there. So I just I just got to make a special note. I just saw in the news. Um, they're banning Monopoly during quarantine to prevent homicides. Uh, 34% of families that have played Monopoly during quarantine have been found dead by death. Um, just, just so you guys can tell, uh, this is a real news article found on Facebook. So please do not play Monopoly. Uh, you do not want to kill your families. Okay, Yikes. thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Game Stuff. Yeah, that's all I have to say. May the force be with you. Stay safe, stay warm, wash your hands, and uh, use hand sanitizer, bathe, please bathe, and then eat healthy as much as you can. And you can finally stay grounded at your house. My quote actually finally works. Thank goodness.
Wash your fucking hands. Just just wash them, please. Just wash your hands. Oh, and thank you for listening to the new flagship uh, podcast of the Proven Gamer Network. Uh, you guys, check you guys later. <laughs>